Welcome back to Pen and Quill. Oh my gosh, in a happy 2023. <laughs> yeah, so you know how I keep saying this is a weekly podcast. It's supposed to be. Uh, and 2022, the whole of 2022, basically. Uh, what happened? What well, life? Life happened. I moved. Um, I didn't move too far, but I did end up moving in with family. Uh, rent hikes because of the pandemic. Woo, fun. Um, but also, my sister got married. She just had a baby. They bought a new house. House has a wide open basement that's basically become my new apartment. Um, child care is free because I'm home. You know, like <laughs> everything just worked out. But hey, going from living by yourself with a cat to living in a household with a ton of kids and, you know, two animals, busy work schedules, everything. It was chaos. But oh my gosh, I've loved, loved, loved the chaos. Now we have figured out not only how to work around TT's work schedule, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a whole different thing about like working from home because when you do get to the point where you can be full-time at home, it is interesting. It is different when you're trying to communicate with your family. Hey, just because I'm sitting at the table looking like I'm doing nothing, I'm actually quite busy, you know? Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, Wow. Wow, Tala Editorial, did we wrap up 2022 with just massive success all around? I would say uh, almost, not exact, but almost over uh, every, I wouldn't say every, I would say about 60% of our authors, so there's the almost, the 60% of our authors who contracted with us for the signature package, you know, the signature, we do everything for you and with you from a rough draft to publishing day and actually honestly beyond. We've definitely noticed this is a trend with beyond. Uh, <laughs> 60% have been become bestsellers, um, ranked very high on Amazon. We have uh, myself coming in at number 12, uh, actually no, number 14. Roxana with Shifted came in at number 12. Cece Myers with The Oddity came in at number two, and she has sold out when, when Barnes & Noble in-store has, like, ordered at least, like, recently she said that there's a location that ordered 10 copies uh, because she has a family in the area. Well, that family went to go buy them, and they were almost completely gone. And the store confirmed, no, these are, like, complete strangers who are like, oh, my gosh, that book looks amazing, and they just bought it. Like, oh, my, and that was one store. She's actually got her book in several stores uh, Roxana has been doing amazing. Um, I got nominated for an award with Prax. We have another author, Jillian McGregor. She did a fantastic reboot of her book with us, and that cover was so much fun. And just the story was really fun. I highly recommend you go check her out. Um, I'm running through my list. We have we had a great uh, fictionalized memoir from uh, Michelle Godet. Uh, the Freedom is Always There. That was that's a really good. It's a novella. So if you're looking for a good fictionalized memoir on business and corporate structure. That's, it, you know, I say that it sounds a little bright. It's actually quite a good read. Um, we also worked with quite a few authors who were not signature authors. Like, they did not do the full gambit. They hired us for just typography. Um, oftentimes, it's typography and cover design. Um, sometimes, it's just editing. I just finished uh, working with a, po a poet on her amazing book and the holidays get crazy. So I'm looking forward to hear back from that. But, but this is just to say that when you do go to our website at talaeditorial.com and you go to the bookstore page, those 
works, and it's a growing list. Those works are all books that we have worked on from start to finish. But if you want to know the actual amount of authors we worked with just in 2022, this isn't even counting 2021. This is just in 2022. Take a look at that list, double it, and add a few. It's been incredible. We actually wrapped up the year at a point that I actually did not expect us to reach. I'm being dead serious. I did not think that those numbers would exist. You know, you hope for them. You know, you, you, see, you ever have that where you hope for something and then not only does it happen, but it, it's, it supersedes anything you ever expected. It's been fantastic. And, and let me say, it's not at all about the money. What it means and what it indicates is that what we're doing works. What we're doing works. And it also, every contract is an author realizing their dream. And every contract is an author helping us realize our dreams. Uh, it, it's been absolutely fantastic. Each and every one of us at Tala Editorial has had a dream of being able to work from home, be there for our families, but also be in publishing, help authors tell their stories, share their stories, get out there, but also with the dignity and the respect that it deserves and not at all the erasure that tends to happen in traditional publishing. I promise you, we are going to have an entirely different episode about that. <laughs> Looking at you, HarperCollins. But today, what I actually wanted to do was first and foremost, it will give you a bit of an update of what's going on, but also talk about something that's been pretty hot. There's been a lot of hot topics we're going to cover, but today we're going to talk about one that came up and hit me personally, as well as one of our authors, and it's been really hot all over BookTok, and even Facebook, but mostly BookTok. Copyright infringement. Book piracy. The pirates are busy. Let's just go ahead and dive in and talk about what book piracy is, especially in the ebook age and era, and how art readers are both your best friends and your sneakiest enemies. All right, so a little bit of a story time. I've seen people share concerns about their copyright protections, and I've honestly, oftentimes, I roll my eyes at it. And and, and before you judge me, here's why. If you are so afraid of being pirated, if you are so afraid of having your copyrights infringed upon or violated, I mean, like, like where it's a point where you don't want to share anything about your book until you've bought a registration or until you've published and, you know, it's in print, blah, blah. That, I, I, I tell people this, so I'm going to say it here, that is actually a big red flag. You're not ready to publish because here's the thing. You have to share it. You have to share your work before you publish it. Even, and, and I'll get to the registration in a second, but even before, even regardless if you register, you have to share content. You have to share Things about your characters. What is your story even about? I mean, to be fair, someone super nefarious could just take your book blurb and write their whole, whole version about it and call it the same thing. Like, they, they can. They could try, you know, and then obviously you slap them with all the laws. But, like, if you're so afraid, 
that it's preventing you from marketing your book or even just sharing with your communities, your friends and family, a few posts here and there on Facebook or Instagram. It's really, it's, it's, it's identifying something within yourself that just isn't ready. It just isn't ready to publish. A super quick side note, because I live at home with family, uh, you'll probably hear the pitter pattering of little feet around a lot. So, hey, you know what? We make do and I love it. I actually do love it. So <laughs> going back to uh, copyright law. Now, like I said, I, I roll my eyes at that a lot. And I admit it's, it's a flaw of mine. But I have encouraged people like if that's if that's really holding you back or really just kind of giving you anxiety, then it's a really, really good indication you're just not ready. And that's totally fine. Wait until you are ready. Wait until you're excited to share. When you're excited to share, the marketing is a lot easier and the book sales are a lot larger. <laughs> that being said, here's how copyright law works in the United States of America. And I am actually pulling this from the, you hear the clicking in the background? I'm pulling it from the United States copyright law, like straight from their uh, website. And what it is, what it, what the copyright laws in the United States say is that anything with verifiable origination, I'm, I'm, I'm not showing this, I'm paraphrasing, but everything with verifiable origination is automatically copyrighted. You do not have to purchase registration. You can literally <laughs> publish without registering your copyright. What does the copyright registration do? It just adds an extra layer of protection. However, it's only enforceable in the United States or countries, nations that recognize and honor United States copyright law. And here is the thing. Not many nations do. I think last I heard it was like less than 17 nations in, on this entire planet. So if your book, if your ebook is pirated on a site with an, an, I, um, an IP address in Iran, I know Iran's one of them, um, that does not, like blatantly does not honor U.S. copyright law. There is nothing the United States government can do and there's nothing that Iran will do to enforce your copyright protections. You're not copyright protected. So if you spent, now some people spent, say they only spent like $45 for registration. Most people actually spend close to 200 It depends on like how thorough you want to be. But all that money to go into registration that does not protect you when you're actually pirated outside the United States. Something to know <laughs> that a lot of people don't realize. And it's and like I said, it's I'll put the link in the bio. I'm not only I'm so used to being on TikTok. I'll put the link in the in the show notes. It's copyright.gov. There's the US Copyright Office. All this information is on copyright.gov. Now, what happens without a registered copyright? Here's the thing, whenever you send your manuscript to anyone, especially via email, that timestamp on that email marks the origination. The IP address, the email address, everything marks you as the owner. And actually, whether you write on Microsoft Word, whether you write on Google Docs, wherever you draft your manuscript, 
there's a 99.9% probability it's been timestamped. It's been automatically copyright protected. What I mean by that is you anybody could take it to a judge and clearly identify you as the owner. I hope that makes sense. That being said, you are always copyright protected. Every time you share something about your story, you're protected. Every time you share something about your characters, you're protected. When you work with Tala Editorial, you're protected. We even take it further. <laughs> um, we utilize HoneyBook to further protect you. So we actually try to funnel all emails through HoneyBook because they're encrypted. We do not just freely share your contracts with you or your smart files with you, like proofs and everything. We make you have to verify you're the owner of this document, of this file, before you can even open it. Like, we have this stuff so locked down because we want you to maintain the privacy and security of your materials until you are ready to share. So, going into story time, as promised, this means, ARC readers, that even the most basic EPUB, whether it comes through BookFunnel or not, if it's just a, if it's an EPUB, if it's a PDF file attached to an email, and it's you know, whatever, it's, even if it's not watermarked, it should be, but even if it's not, it's still copyrighted. It's still under copyright law, copyright protection. You cannot share it. <laughs> you cannot upload it to pirating sites. You actually cannot upload it anywhere. Ever. It is for you and you only. And actually, when when we work with authors and tell editorial, our EPUBs, um, our, our, our copies that were like, hey, here you go, it's ready to give to your ARC team. Um, when I say they almost always have copyright pages attached to them, I'm saying that because I feel like mine originally did not. <laughs> but this is mine, you know what I mean? I'm like, did I do that? I'm pretty sure I did, though. Uh, but no, we make sure it's copyright. There's like an actual page that has all the copyright information uh, available right there on the front page, like 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 where it should be if it was printed, right? Uh, we have moved everybody, like we encourage everybody, please open a book funnel account um, to more safely distribute. I'm even looking at Booksprout. Booksprout was not a good experience for me last year. And again, I, I like to test everything out before I recommend it to authors. So Booksprout really did not give me a good experience early last year, but they have also undergone a serious revamp, makeover, overhaul, whatever you want to call it. It's completely different from the Booksprout that I originally worked with. So I'm going to try it again because that's supposed to be an extra layer of protection on top of BookFunnel for your ARC distribution because they actually vet their, their people, which is fantastic. Um, but, but going back to the story, the reason why I'm really pointing out ARC readers is because we know for a fact that one of our authors who got pirated, literally pirated within the first three days of publishing, we know for a fact it was somebody from her ARC team. How do we know for a fact? Because, guys, and I'm really talking to you ARC readers especially, it's not difficult to trace. 
it really is not difficult to trace. Arc teams are not as huge as people tend to believe. <laughs> um, there are people who have arc teams of like 6,000 people. That's fantastic for them. The average independent author, their team's like 25 people. Tala has an arc team to share, you know, with the author's permission. They'll, all of them have said yes so far. <laughs> but, you know, like if the author doesn't, we won't share, but we'll ask like, hey, do you want us to share your art copies with our team? And they'll be like, absolutely. And so we also monitor how much of our material, like our authors are being pirated versus, especially on certain sites, versus like individual and so when this happened when this author came to us we were able to narrow it down significantly to the point where we knew exactly who did it fortunately nobody on the tala end unfortunately somebody that this author actually trusted but i'm going to go back to how easy it is to find out who did it so if you're a arc or an arc reader pirate, you need to stop because we will find you. If not we as Tala, I mean we as authors in general. So with that being said, I uh, this really got me thinking, and then the the discourse, the talk on copyright material because the, there's some really great TikTokers, book talkers, I should say, who <laughs> are very passionate, very passionate about protecting copyrighted material, very passionate about ensuring that independent authors get paid for their work, no more piracy, it, no more free books online unless the author is like, hey, I want to give you this book for free. That's different. I'll do that with Prax any day. You know what I mean? Like that's completely different. Um, there's some very, very passionate book talkers who have made this the forefront of discussion, and it's gotten around quite a bit. There are also book talkers who love piracy, who have literally no regard and no respect for copyright material. And it's, it's, it's tragic, it's sad, and it's also quite distasteful. Um, and there was one, I can't remember the username, and I don't think I would share it if I could, but they were, they've created a video they've since taken down, where, but it got stitched, so I still saw it. Where they're like, oh my gosh, I apply to all these ARC teams and nobody wants me on the ARC team. Why do you even have one? And one of my favorite uh, book talkers who's very passionate and is very feisty and fiery in how she attacks and tackles very serious issues. <laughs> I love her so much. She was like, hey honey, maybe it's because you broadly advertise that you love pirating books. Maybe it's because you actually have like an entire website dedicated to, hey, I'll give you somebody's book for free because I was on their ARC team. I, I could be crazy, but that's probably why nobody trusts you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love this. Like, it's true. Um, see, she does not sugarcoat anything. This one book talker, I sugarcoat a lot because I have a company I'm trying to protect. <laughs> I have a reputation I like to keep in the positive light. And she's a sweetheart. She's, she's positive too. Uh, but she has a liberty of being a bit more blunt about it. She basically, she can voice everything that I wish I could voice out loud without any repercussions. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. And so we, fortunately, the the book got taken down. You know, the, the site was notified. Our author actually received an apology from the site about it. 
Um, again, we were able to narrow it down to like who uploaded it, and, like where and how, when, and all that. It's very easy to find that out. So with all this discussion being had, this happening to one of our authors, and just general questions coming up online, like Facebook especially, but also book talk and, and Discord and just general social media. Um, what what's going on with this? Like what what happens with book piracy? What does this mean? Why can't I just read books for free? What happened with Z Library? Like, why are people trying to hide behind a paywall and all that? Okay, so here's what it comes here. Here's what it comes down to. I'm perfectly honest. It's respect. It really is. It's it's respect. I feel like every author should be so passionate about the stories that they tell that they would want to share their stories for free. But what that means is they want their stories to be curated so professionally and so beautifully that libraries would want to carry them. Libraries make books free. Libraries, and, and also for those of you who might be listening and are one of the people who bemoaned the whole, what do you mean I can't return a book I paid for? I didn't like it. That's what libraries are for. I did a very, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's Chopin, uh, Chopin, uh, uh, Nocturne and D, I think that 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 audio, that piano audio on TikTok, I think is the most sarcastic audio ever made. Um, because I always use it for my sarcastic videos. But I did a whole video on the history of the American Public Library, uh, <laughs> because if you're someone who wants to read a book and then return it, whether you liked it or not, that's what libraries are for. And in the year 2023, we're wrapping up 2022, and actually this is coming out in 2023. We are in the new millennium. We are in the age of, hey, you don't even have to leave your house to use a library. As long as you have a library card number, you can access a plethora of free books that you're able to return after reading them through your local public library. You have literally no excuse at all whatsoever. None whatsoever. Well, what if all seven copies are checked out? Because they do actually have limitations on even on ebooks. Well, you're going to do the same thing you do with the library in general. And the same thing you would do if you went to Walmart or Barnes & Noble and the books were out. You'll wait until they're available. Okay? I'm sorry, but no version of, no rendition of uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses is going to be life-saving. You know, you're not going to, you're if you're having, I, I, I hate to say this, but sometimes people treat reading fiction as if it's literally going to save their life right then and there. Now, fiction has saved lives. It really has. Fiction has saved buildings, has saved history and culture. No question about it. But if you can't wait 48 hours for uh, George R. R. Martin to drop his next installment, I think we're actually ready in the next 48 years for that. <laughs> if you can't wait and you have to find a pirated copy, that's a you problem, and you should probably talk to somebody about that. And I know this sounds kind of mean, but, I mean, let's be realistic. If you cannot – also, if you cannot afford the $2.99 to pay somebody for their ebook, but you're slurping your frappuccino, we need to talk. You know, it's just – I get it. Paperbacks can actually be expensive. Hardcovers, holy moly, that, that's a flex, okay? Those of you all, like, listening and you have hardcover libraries, you're just – Okay. <laughs> but even on a limited budget, there is still absolutely no excuse for piracy. No excuse to purchase a book, read it, 
and then return it. No excuse. Absolutely none. When you have access to a public library, you can even have access to a college library, a university library. Um, those are actually available to the public. Now, you may not be able to check anything out, but if you've got enough time to trape yourself across the university to go to the library to read books, you've got time to sit there and read something. You can actually get guest passes at most state libraries, I mean state universities. Um, the one I attended, the University of Northern Iowa, people in the, in the general public who weren't even students could come in all the time. They may not be able to use the, the computers as much, if ever, but could they check out books? Absolutely. There's guest accounts. There's absolutely no reason. <laughs> There's no reason for theft. There's no reason for, uh, for piracy. You have access to free books without breaking the law, okay? Now that I'm off that, that soapbox, um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so with all this being said and this discussion being had and people getting really heated over this, well, today I... Today, when I'm recording this, is I'm actually recording this the week before it airs, you know. Recently, we'll just say recently for the record, I decided to check in on Prax, you know, see, has, has it remained unpirated? Because it actually, for as little protection as I put on it initially, I actually didn't get pirated right away. I was really quite shocked. Um, and it has a lot more protections now. But this time, instead of doing like a cursory search, I actually really dug I dug in to the Google results to see, okay, do I ever pop up on a pirating site? And I did. I have been officially pirated. But here's where plot twists happen. It is on a site that swears up and down. It's not a pirating site. And I'm going to be very honest and, and tell everybody where that site is. Here's me and my clicker being loud again. It is uh, ebookhunter.net. Ebookhunter.net. The reason why I'm like, okay, plot twist, is when, whenever you're wondering, is this site like really genuinely piracy or is it like people are pirating to this site, you know, or like basically if you want to know like just how legal is this site, scroll all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom to that footer where the tiny, tiny little links that we always ignore are. You'll see uh, privacy policy, terms of service, sitemap, etc. You should also see the initials DMCA. DMCA. David, Mary, Catherine, Anna. <laughs> I was not in the military. I have no. I want to say, like, <laughs> Jane, Coach, Charlie. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So, why why should we click on that? Because that will tell you where the website stands, where the people who created the website and currently run and operate the website, how, where do they stand on copyright policy? So, I clicked on that DMCA because Prax was on there. And, and as of right now, like, when I'm, when I'm recording this, it's still on there. Um, I clicked on that DMCA, and, and which took me immediately to their copyright policy. It's ebookhunter.net forward slash copyright dash policy. And I am reading this straight off their site. Ebook Hunter does not condone, allow, or permit copyrighted content to be uploaded to our servers. Please ensure you read and understand this policy before filing a copyright infringement notice. 
So here's the thing: the the fact that they even have that on there tells me, oh, it, the, it's been being it's being filed a lot. Okay, there's a lot of infringement notices, and I'm not surprised. But right underneath that, it says DMCA. Ebook Hunter accepts DMCA infringement notices for copyrighted material. So what is the DMCA? Well, the DMCA stands for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which was instated and or enacted, I should say, in 1998. It is the United States copyright law that implements two treaties, two 1996 treaties of the World Intellectual Property Organization, or WIPO. <laughs> It criminalizes production and dissemination of technology, devices, or services intended to circumvent measures that control access to copyrighted works, commonly known as Digital Rights Management, or DRM. It also criminalizes the act of circumventing an access control, whether or not there is an actual infringement of copyright itself. In addition... The DMCA heightens the penalties for copyright infringement on the internet. Passed on October 12, 1998 by a unanimous vote in the United States Senate and signed into law by President Bill Clinton on October 28, 1998, the DMCA amended Title 17 of the United States Code to extend the reach of copyright while limiting the liability of the providers of online services for copyright infringement by their users. Essentially what that part means is the person who had to be an ARC reader because it's the only way they would have gotten an EPUB. I don't like EPUB, but I had to do it to distribute it for this one particular channel and it was only for ARC readers. So I know exactly like which channel I, if I could really know if I really wanted to find the person I could. I just don't want to waste my time. <laughs> but what this means is that particular individual, I could sue. I can't sue the website. I can't really go after the website um, because they did not personally go to my EPUB and go, man, we're going to steal this. They simply act as a basically like a black market. You know, like they're just a place where someone goes to sell the stolen items. But the website itself is not selling or distributing like, you know, like, knowing, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that, that's what that law means. It means that the person who actually did the theft is liable for prosecution, not the place, the location, which is a website, where they're, you know, doing their crimes. But here's where the DMCA, the American Copyright Law, come into beautiful harmony. Remember how I said under American Copyright Law, you don't have to register to be protected. You just have to prove that you own it. And that's super easy to do, even just through email. <laughs> the DMCA is, a, again, it is a United States copyright law, which means if you see a website that has the DMCA notice, it verifies that that website not only honors the Digital Millennial Copyright Act and U.S. copyright, but it has to because more likely than not, it is based in the United States. So, this particular website, ebookhunter.net, is peddling, it really is, is peddling a ton of copyrighted materials. 
And I let them know. I did email them. I followed their exact instructions because they have instructions on how to report internal infringements, um, which means that, you know, if it's on their side, they can't do anything about external infringements and they have a clause for that. But internal infringements, yeah, they'll take care of it. So I let them know, P.S., almost everything, on, and not even almost everything on your website, because I scan through, everything on your website is copyrighted material. I cannot verify if the author themselves uploaded it, but the likelihood they did is very slim to know. So I just want to let you know, given your policies. I'm like, I, I appreciate you have these policies, but please understand that the vast majority of the materials on your site are stolen. You're peddling stolen property. And the DMCA protects these authors. If you want to know if you're on there, just go to ebookhunter.net. I'll put the site on there. Um, there's a couple other sites that I want to keep researching. If you don't follow me already on TikTok, please do. Um, I am trying to be a stronger presence, at least on YouTube Shorts. Uh, uh, what I'd love to do eventually, probably the second half of this year, 2023, I'd love to actually start a YouTube channel channel where I actually have like do these episodes, but film it as well as record it. I don't know. That's just a lot of extra work, you know. <laughs> um, but Instagram, follow us too. The reason why I'm saying this, oh, and also like hop onto our email list. Why? Uh, and follow the blog. Why, why all these different channels? Because we're going to constantly, like, I may not make a whole different podcast episode to be like, all right, so today we have an additional list of 20 pirating sites. But we do like to make lists and materials that we do distribute through email, or we do talk about on TikTok, or we do post on Instagram, or we do, like, put in our website. Like, there are so many other places that I have tons more resources than just here on this podcast. So if you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to know, I really want to know like more like how to protect myself and my work, please follow us on our social media. Join our email list. I really try very hard not to spam people. Um, and, you know, I won't be hurt if you unsubscribe, but I'll cry about it. And touch my <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, but anyways, this has been fun. I mean, it's been fun. It's been serious, but I'm really glad that we're opening the whole new year and the whole new season of Pen and Quill with, with this, with book piracy. Uh, stay tuned next week. And when I say weekly, I, I swear, I promise, I swear guys, it's actually weekly. One of the big, huge things that's happening in Tala is I now have a virtual assistant who's been my assistant since I was a baby editor in the high school. She's been filing my paperwork all these years. Um, she is officially my VA. She created a whole content calendar. She's got, and, and I mean down to the micromanaging aspects of what it takes to even create these episodes. I even have a podcast editor who is another lifelong friend going all the way back to high school. Sparkle Bard Studios, Gail, is phenomenal, and she's keeping me accountable. She's keeping me on my toes. She's making sure that these are gorgeous. So soon you're going to hear a gorgeous title that's, you know, same music as before, but just better. And you're just going to notice that. But you're really going to notice I actually have a consistent weekly schedule. We're looking at Mondays, 10 a.m., each new episode should drop. And we do actually have a whole lineup for this month. Plus, I am actually going to be a guest on a different podcast talking about balancing your work life and your personal life and what's going on with the Great Resignation and the American slavery system culture that's brought us to this point where even independent publishing is a better way to go. It's all connected. I am actually going to be a guest on a podcast about that. So I want to keep you guys updated. Like I said, follow us on social media, Instagram and TikTok. They are both 
at the Tala Editorial. Twitter, we're not really, like, uh, active on. We have one, but, it, like, we have an account. Don't really actually use it. Uh, Facebook, we do have. But, honestly, everything gets posted to Instagram. It just automatically spans out from there. So, if you want the freshest content, Instagram and TikTok. And then, <coughs> like I said, download the free self-publishing planner. Join our email list. Get the updates. And one more final announcement before I sign off. Pause for dramatic effect. Mind to Manuscript is now free. You heard me correctly. It is 100% free. Tala Editorial Academy underwent a huge overhaul, a huge makeover. And what we're doing now is making Mind to Manuscript freely available to the public. You don't have to pay a dime. I did make sure that the people who did pay for it originally, um, and, and to be honest, there are very, very few who paid for it. I made sure they got their novel assessments. Um, one actually got two instead of the one. I made sure that they got their, everything that I promised to give them, I gave them everything. You know? <laughs> um, but to be honest, we have over 200 enrollees into my manuscript and all of those 200 people technically got it for free. And so it came to a point where I'm like, because we were part of this info stack thing, which, which is amazing. It was great. But I'm like, you know, if we're just giving this away for free, we might as well just give it away for free. So what's going on with the Academy? Really, really quick on that. Um, Mind to Manuscript is free, but now we also have what we call the T-Bundle. We're dropping four whole new courses this year. The Author Platform Blueprint is debuting January 17th. You can purchase each course individually. However, you want to save yourself quite a lot of money. And you also want to get like double, if not quadruple, the bonuses, perks, um, features, everything. The T-Bundle is a, is a, a way, I would say one time, we do have payment plans. Basically, once you pay for the T-Bundle, you'll never pay for a course at Tala Editorial ever again. So... We're going to, like, even if there's a point where we have courses that total up to, like, two grand worth of content, you will have only paid, like, $400. You know what I mean? Like, you could save yourself $1,600 worth of, of investment by getting the T-Bundle. Plus, you get four coaching sessions, and, and these are, like, freely scheduled. It's not like, oh, four weeks. It's four coaching sessions whenever you need them. Um, we're creating a notion of interact, um, interacting uh workbook, notebook thing. I'm creating that. You get all the workbooks. You get first access to everything we put out. Oh, you just love laundry. <laughs> and and you get access, oh, even with my manuscript, we now have a private community that's not on social media. So again, copyright protection. We're huge on that. But yeah, with the T-Bundle, you get lifetime access to any course we ever drop. You get first access and first reservation to all group sessions live. You get four uh uh, coaching sessions to work on your authorship career, to work on your writing, to work on whatever the heck you want to work on, you know. Um, you will also get uh, the notion when we get that out, you'll get every... There's a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting so much. We have a whole page on it. There's so much. And this year, we're offering it for half off, okay? When I say that, it's because next year... It's going to be full price. Next year, it's going to be closer to a grand. I'm going to be perfectly honest. This year, it's I think it's like four eighty five dollars with payment plans because we have some authors who really want it, but they're like, we're on tight budgets. We get that. We get that tight budget life. 
You've been wanting to do Mind and Manuscript. However, it just hasn't been your budget. That's totally fine. It's free. You still get the workbooks. You still get the content and you still get the community. So you can still talk to me and you'll leave posts and all that. That's absolutely fine. Love it. It has been fun. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Please be safe. Please stay warm. Um, and please, please, please have fun. Enjoy this new year. And if you're feeling like this is the year that you finally publish your book, please do not procrastinate. Schedule your free session, your free consult. It's a free hour to talk to me about your dreams, okay? You do not have to sign your contract then and there. You do not have to say, yes, I'm going to do this. If you just want to talk to me and be like, I want to publish this year, what does that look like? That is why we do these sessions. That's why we do those calls is to just help you strategize if maybe this isn't your year. Maybe this is. We won't know until we talk. So click that link in the notes, hit up your session, and I'm going to tell you right now, you do not want to procrastinate. If you book, if you do start working with us in January, you're going to publish around August. If that makes you panic, it's like, wow, that's really late in the year. Yeah. So imagine how late you're going to have to, how long you're going to have to wait if you wait until March. And the reason is because staff shortages in supply chain, supply shortages, railroad strikes, Ingram Spark, blah, blah, blah. Things that have nothing to do with us personally, they're causing all these delays. So don't delay. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dying here. Don't delay. Schedule that call. Get yourself on the books. We already have seven books coming out this year. We want yours to be number eight, number nine, number 14. And just whatever you do, have a fantastic 2023. See you next week.